On today's episode, redefining the bikini bod, LB debunks the internet, and when cancer leads to popsicles. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. And welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I am doing okay. Good, good. I feel a little fresh. Yeah. I feel a little excited. Yeah, you ready for a new show today? I am ready for a new show today. Yeah, it kind of clears the sinuses, right? (laughs) Exactly. That and the giant blob of wasabi I just ate. So how's everything been going for you? Everything's been going pretty well. You were like cracking up about something when I walked in. Oh my God. What? Oh God, what was it? Like Clark, for you guys to know, like Clark was like almost double, like the kind of laughter where you're not making any noise. <laughs> but he did tell me what it was. Yeah. So uh, you, of course, and the uh, listeners out there all uh, know my wonderful grandmother, Nanny. Nanny. Yes. Uh, Joan is her actual name. Well, no, that is one of her actual names. She has a bunch. Goldie, Joan. She has a fun. And anyway. Uh, <laughs> is she running from someone? Yeah, I don't know. But she just posted literally like 42 minutes ago on Facebook. Uh-huh. You want, want to know what she posted? What? What? She posted this. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Somehow she figured out a way <laughs> so that it says Joan Robbins is with my mom and my uncles and there's zero content underneath. <laughs> she didn't post a letter, a picture, a word, nothing. How is it just enough to say you're with someone? I, I guess so, but that's all she put in here. Oh no, maybe it's like a cry for help. Like she was about to post and then she fell down. <laughs> And couldn't, it's but like. She obviously hit enter because it's posted. Maybe she accidentally hit it when she was falling down. And then uh, just so everyone can really fully understand. Yes. This isn't a one-time occurrence. I'm just scrolling down her page. Here's uh, on April 22nd, she posted two words. Lionel Barrymore. <laughs> That's it. That's all she posted. Then before that, on April 11th, she randomly posted a picture of an Instacart ad. <laughs> Why? And then she wrote okay on top. Okay. It's Instacart. Nanny. Oh, I love Nanny. <laughs> How do you post now? I How do you try. post nothing? I don't I thought you couldn't do that. I kind of want to try it. No, I, <laughs> we can I'm try it later. We'll do it later. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. That is why I was laughing. That's because awesome. Nanny is, and she's 90 years old this year, and okay. she's just hilarious and awesome. And uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Nanny. Nanny's important thought for the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's fairly awesome. Yeah. Okay. I get like my stomach's hurting from laughing right now. Thank too. you. Thank uh, you. So uh, I want to say though. Yeah. 
This is one of the last times we'll get to see each other in person yes. for a while. Yeah, that's right. Because I can't say too much about it, but mm. I'm going to New York for a while to do a job that I can't really talk about right secret now. Secret job. It's a super secret. Um, what it's not, it's never going to be as exciting as that. But I just can't talk about it due to the nature of the project. I mean, I think it's a pretty interesting reveal here. Yes. This isn't going to be a lame-o reveal that you're no. doing. Well, like, Clark, Clark knows. Yeah. Um, you're sworn to I'm secrecy. Sw yeah, exactly. I but signed your NLBDA. <laughs> So, but this means that Clark and I are going to be recording the podcast separately. Yes. Like, I mean, still t at the same time. Yeah. You guys will not hear a difference because we're, we'll both still be using professional mics. It's just, we're going to be oh, from a couple it, of thousand miles apart. It just occurred to me that you can't see us <laughs> when we're, you'll be like, but you're not at the desk. And I'm like, you don't know that <laughs> yeah, in the first exactly, place. Exactly. I, I can't get my head around that. They'll never know. So hopefully, you know, we'll be able to, you know, we will find time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To do this because you guys keep sending in the best questions. But yeah. So it's different, though. Like, I love going to New York. Yeah. I don't go very often anymore. But, you know, I talked a while ago about, like, what do I do when I go to Vegas? Yeah. I have my very set thing. So I go to New York. You know, I eat at an awesome deli. Mm -hmm. I usually... Go to TKTS, which is this like discount theater ticket deal. That's in right. Times Square. That's right. And you wait in line. Right in the middle. Right. Right in the middle. And you Smack see down. what they've got on offer today. Yeah. And I go to a show. Nice. And on Wednesday, I'll go there in the after morning and I'll get one for the matinee. And then I'll go back and get one for the, you know, thing. But nice. with COVID. Yo, right. I'm not going to be doing any of that. Right. Do you have to be sequestered? Yeah. I'm not sure to what extent, huh. but there are definitely, you know, COVID guidelines yeah. for the show, which yeah. I'm going to respect. Of course. More than necessary, I'm <laughs> more sure. More than everyone else. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a very different experience. Huh. Interesting. And it's like, it's kind of nice though to think about because- I'll just get to go to my hotel room and do nothing. Yeah. You know that feeling of like you go on vacation and you have to do, you're like, I have right. to do something. So I not that I'm going on vacation, but I love, you know, I, I love what I do. Right. Um. So it's going to be fun to go and do, you know, work on this project, but there's kind of this relief, like I'm off the hook for, you know, having to say to anybody, they'll be like, what did you do in New York? And I'm like, nothing <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> so, so, but that's crazy because uh, you do have a few days here and there in the, the shoot process mm -hmm. where you have nothing that you have to do. They're dark for you and you still won't be able to go out and do anything. Uh, no. And I'm looking forward to absolutely with no guilt sleeping 24 <laughs> hours it's like i can't go anywhere i'll yeah. have to have some food delivered to my hotel just, i'll have a hotel just keep in mind when you're not recording when you're not filming mm -hmm. there's a possibility you might have to do this too like you can't just sleep I'll it do has this. to be 23 hours of sleep and then maybe about two hours to do this. Yes. Well, that makes the day 25 hours. Are you on Mars? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, no. You must do the podcast. <laughs> yes. So that'll be good, though, for us to like do our thing. Yeah. And, but also for rest. So. But yeah, I'm going. So this is a good time to talk about. Yeah. 
Hashtag one million hugs. All right. I know I've mentioned it. I'm mentioning it again. Yes. If you don't like it, fast forward. Or listen to a different <laughs> podcast. But don't, because we've actually got really, really great questions. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. This is a crazy this good week. show. Really amazing. So hashtag one million hugs yep. is my initiative. Yep. For people to go get vaccinated if you've gotten, I'm talking about the COVID vaccine. Right, right, right. right. Uh, not Poli- the, polio? Who cares about that? Polio's good. No, or your rabies vaccine. <laughs> You're good. Take your dog to get that. But, you know, get your COVID vaccine. Yeah. If you've gotten your first one, get your second and get it on time. Don't flake on this. Now, because oh, yeah. we are looking for Dr. Fauci himself. Mm-hmm. To tell me personally or through an intermediary that we are good to go forth with my plan to go to cities, towns, provinces, counties, whatever it is across the United States, set up a booth and give one million hugs. So the hugs only count if they're from the booth? Oh, like I was going to say, if you're going to New York, you're going to start seeing people that you have not seen ever before. Maybe a few people you've met a few times. Maybe oh, you'll yes. see an old friend or two. Yes. You might give them hugs. Does that start the no. initiative or, or is it just your when you're in the booth? It is in the booth that that one million hugs will start. OK. Not that you can stop me from hugging people in the right. interim. Yeah, exactly. But. The one million hugs is the initiative this that will is, be in the booth. This is an official one million. This isn't like wishy-washy, oh, I'm hugging a few I'm here and a hugging oh, no. a few there. I'm deadly fucking yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that everyone knows how serious you are. Because oh, yeah. I this see how serious some, you are. Like, oh, this isn't like the million mom march where there was like <laughs> 17 Karens. <laughs> You know, this exactly. is a for real. <laughs> this is me hoping I have at least one million people who would want a hug from me. I hadn't thought about that. Well, here's the thing. Even if somebody doesn't know you, if you put up a booth at like City Walk at Universal, you would just be giving hugs yes, all day long. That is good. That right? is true. You know, if you found a public place. I'm sure you could get a solid 10,000 hugs I'm in a day. I'm laughing because I have hugged many a stranger. <laughs> it's true. And not even people, because what's really sweet is like a lot of, you know, a year and a half ago. Yeah. People that would come up and recognize me, be like, oh my God, you were part of my childhood. And then they'd be like, cheapishly like, can I have a hug? And yeah. I'm like, of course you can. Uh, yeah. So I remember once I asked this lady, we just talked about the tram at Disneyland. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I went up to ask her something. And she answered me and I just gave her a hug. And I was with my friend who was just laughing and I'm like, what? And he's like, you just gave that lady a hug. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> she liked it though. Oh. Or it was assault. I don't know. <laughs> but I meant it. I meant well. Good. So anyway. Yes. Hashtag one million hugs. Yes. Spread the word. It's coming. It's coming. All right. I love it. Well, uh, before we get that started, why don't we do a few questions? Okay. We'll answer a few questions today and help a couple of people along the way. Uh, Our first question is from Bailey. And Bailey says, now that I'm fully vaccinated, I'm looking forward to a beach vacation. I'm a plus size woman and I have been inspired by Nicole Byers photo book of her in bikinis. Oh. So fat, so brave. And I bought one myself. However, I'm terrified to wear it outside of my backyard. Do I expose my plus size midriff to the world? Or is it 
best left for my pool at home? Ah. Bailey. That's from Bailey. Bailey. Well, Bailey, you started off by saying you're vaccinated, so you're hug number one. (laughs) (laughs) Right in, you you know, right in for a, you know, a pitch for your town. Right. To be first on the uh, travel docket. On the hug train. On the hug train. Um, You were inspired by Nicole Byer. Yeah. You bought... The a bikini. Bi- yeah. Does she call it a fat bikini? No, she just says it's uh she bought a bi- uh, bikini. <laughs> yeah, we um, among a group of friends, we call it the fat bikini. <laughs> and my friend has one and she's uh my friend that had breast cancer. Oh yeah. So she uh she's totally she's good now. I mean, you still need to check and sure. things can yeah. come back and all that kind of stuff. Always but, scary with breast cancer. So, but she had a double mastectomy. And she had, you know, new boobs, reconstruction. Right. right. So now her hot tits look so good in her fat bikini. Because she is, she's totally plus size. Yeah. I'm not going to be friends with a skinny bitch. I don't feel bad about myself enough as it is. No. Um, But yeah, she was just on vacation and sending us pictures. And it was like, damn, girl, I love your hot titties. But the point is, you were inspired. Yes. Bailey. Yes. You bought a bikini. That's right. I don't think you bought it with the intention of not wearing it. That's right. And yeah, wearing it at your pool and getting comfortable with it is great, but put it out there. Yeah. Put it out there. It's hard for me, and I don't know if it's for you, and we've talked about this before on the, on the body image weight yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really good one. If you haven't heard it, go back. Oh, yeah. You get to learn a lot about me. (laughs) Um, But I grew up, you know, being fat and getting made fun of and all that kind of stuff that I go through. You know, we we go through in school and, you know, all that kind of stuff with kids who are kids. But that doesn't excuse it. But that's not really the vibe with adults. Yeah, it's It's really not. It's true. Especially in this, you know, the climate of, you know, positivity, this and that, bullying, being a real kachonk. Yeah. I say you wear it. I say you wear it. I say you go out, go to the beach, you wear something over it. Yeah. Like, which you should anyway, so that you don't get like super sun. Like Sunburned. most people wear like a mumu or a so yeah, exactly, whatever. So do that anyway. And then look around and really think about what am I afraid of? Yeah. What am I afraid of? Because you were inspired by seeing Nicole Byer do it. That's right. You know? That's right. And you can do it too. Absolutely. And if I mean, that's my main that's my main question. What I just stated, what are you afraid of? And is that fear based on the past? Mm -hmm. Is that fear based on comments you've gotten previously or how you felt previously, especially as like, you know, a kid, a teenager, all that kind of stuff? Go and do it. Right. You can put your, you know, cover up on again. You can. You know, you can do what you do and what you're comfortable with, but you were inspired. So go do it and you'll probably inspire someone else. That's absolutely right. For really real. Absolutely right. And the the thing is, you know, I'm sure anyone who's big, especially if you've big, 
been big for a long time. Yeah, you've heard you heard those voices when you were a kid and it was the other kids. But I remember a few episodes ago, we uh, we had a, a person that was talking about the inner voice, the voice inside <gasps> yeah, your head. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That's the only voice that is going to be screaming at you yep. if you go out wearing a bikini. Yeah. Nobody else is going to say anything. I mean, there's a possibility some asshole or fuck nut is going to say something, but fuck them. You, you don't care about them because they're assholes. Yeah. The only voice that you're going to care about is the voice in your head. And let me uh, prep you right now. Tell it to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It can go suck a dick. Yeah. Right? It can go suck a fat dick. Because it's it's just your own insecurities yelling at you, and your insecurities are always wrong. Yes. Right? Well, there was that time I said, can I ride a unicycle across <laughs> a tightrope on the Grand Canyon? And let me tell you something. If you practice more, you would have made it. I know. <laughs> the original Lori Beth is dead. <laughs> I was uncryogenically unfrozen. You're actually LB4, right? LB4, LBD2. <laughs> yes. Bailey, do it. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Yeah. Do it to shut up that little voice. Yeah, do it at the beach. If yeah. I saw you at the grocery store in just a bikini, <laughs> yeah, I might. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't. Obviously, I wouldn't say anything like mean. Yeah. Um. But I'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> are you all right, ma'am? <laughs> well, hopefully. Do it. And you know helps. what? Send me a picture. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to post it anywhere or anything yeah. like that. It, it doesn't have to be public. Send me a picture of bravery. Yeah. That's a wonderful idea. I love that. That's fantastic. Do it, babe. And wear sunblock because of <laughs> everything sunblock, else. Wear sunblock, please. Oh, God. I, I'm shocked. We remember a week or two I went to Disneyland. Uh -huh. I was outside all day long. I was sure I was going to get burned, and I cannot believe I didn't get burned. I was outside for hours. Nice work. <sighs> My skin is like gotten to the point now where it just doesn't burn anymore. It's burned so much. I am leathery and invincible. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, all right, we're moving on. Yeah. Bailey, thank you so much. Thanks, bub. Uh, number two question of the day okay. is from Jamie. And Jamie says, hi, Lori Beth. A couple of years back, I met a guy off Grinder. We fooled around a few times and I became very smitten with him. Later on, we then became an item. And after a while, he started taking advantage of me financially. As we do sometimes, we sometimes look the other way when we love someone. But after a while, I cut off communication with him after I had enough of being used. Months passed and he texted me and out of sheer loneliness, I replied back. And long story short, we reconnected. Fast forward to the present. I haven't learned my lesson and I'm back at square one, still being used. I know he's wrong for me, but I just can't seem to let him go no matter how hard I try. Part of me believes he does love and care for me based on the sincerity of who he is when he's with me. But the other part of me believes it's all just an act. I'm at my wits end. I know he's bad for me and I just can't seem to walk away. Help. Jamie. Well, first, I'm going to veer off, as we often do, because I love that you were, use the word smitten. Yes. And it made me remember my same best friend who has hot titties now. Yes. Uh, silver lining of breast cancer. Right, right. I say. Right. Um, she, when she got married, the uh, party favors 
for all the guests were these really cool, um, delicious caramel apples. Oh. And so I was helping her with invitations and stuff, and she wanted little tags on them that said, Appley ever after, oh, which I, I vetoed immediately. <laughs> and she's like, what do you have then? So I came up with smitten to the core, oh, which is nice. just a little dirty. Nice. So, but, so I, I do love the word smitten. Yeah. Um, You're smitten with the word smitten. I am. It is. It's like a mirror <laughs> looking into a mirror. Uh, Jamie, this is? Jamie, this is. Jamie. Your gut is right. Yeah. You're feeling used. Yeah. You're feeling used. You're saying, this is what we do for people we love. Right. Maybe you want someone to love. I don't know that you're getting the love back. Yeah. Someone that loves you isn't going to use you. That's right. Someone that loves you isn't going to make you uncomfortable. That's right. Um, I'm wondering slash hoping that you've brought this up to this guy quite explicitly. Yeah. But. I know what it's like, man. Mm. I know what it's like to just give and give and give and hope like, well, this is going to turn into exactly what I want. Right. And it doesn't. And the fact that I'm having to give so much and the fact that I'm having to overlook so much yeah. and make excuses for, well, he really does seem to like me. And, you know, he's sweet to me when we're together. It's like, right. of course he is. Oh, yeah. Then he's going to ask for money. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's hard, like you said, like due to sheer loneliness, we hooked up again. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. And not everybody can just bang without, you know, any emotional whatever, especially right. if you spend a lot of time with this guy. But this guy is using you. And the reason I know that is because you literally feel used. Yeah. And that's gross and that's dirty. Yeah. I, what I mean by that is like, I know what that feels like. Yeah. It made me feel gross and dirty and less than. And like, is this the best I can do? Maybe this is just the best I can do and I have to put up with it. Right. And you don't. No. You really, really don't. And, you know, a good test would be to see if you say, no, I'm not giving you any money. If he sticks around. Yeah. And that's kind of the most you can do, but to ground yourself and yourself and say, I don't like the way this feels. Mm -hmm. This relationship is making me feel shitty and used. Yes. And that's not imagined. <laughs> right. And that doesn't, you know... That's not, you know, swept under the carpet by like, but it's really nice when we're together. Right. Because it's really nice when I'm together with anyone. Sure. That's sure. what I'm after. The comfort, the sex, the pleasure. The right. Whatever it is. Companionship, at you know, at the very base of it. But if the rest of it is pit in my stomach, feeling awful, feeling used, feeling stupid. That's what's more important. Right. And the rest is me hoping and pretending that this person who's not respecting me and not giving me what I need. Right. Is going to somehow do it if I keep giving. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Will the I give you money? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what's in it for me? Uh, your previous relationships. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of the guys were trying to. 
uh, use you for your money. Oh, no, 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 no. But they were definitely stealing time. They were stealing your your patience, your love. Yes. They were doing all the stuff, same kind of stuff, but it wasn't money. Yeah. Do you think if it's just money, let's say one of your exes, the only thing bad about them was that they want they kept spending your money, kept spending yeah. your money. Is that as emotionally hard to get over as the stuff that they were doing, which was like lying to you and and yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, I Is, do. Could the monetary thing be something that maybe I don't know about Jamie, but anyone could get over and be like, okay. They spend a lot of my money, but they do seem to love me and care about me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, I understand what you're saying. You know, yeah. But at the base of it, because, yeah, nobody's after my, if they were after my money, they picked the wrong bitch to fuck over. Because I was always like, can you buy lunch? I have no money. They highly overestimate how much Nickelodeon yeah, pays exactly. their kid stars. Exactly. Ugh. But um, it's more, it speaks to that, that feeling that I feel like I have in common with Jamie. Yes. Of wanting, wanting to get to that place where I'm getting what I, what I want. Right. What I need. Right. I'm chasing it. Exactly. And it's clearly not enough for Jamie because no, otherwise Jamie wouldn't have written us. Yeah. In my case, it was like, let me do as much as I can for you. Let me help you with this. Let right. Me, you know, it's stuff that I would do anyway. You know me. I'm, of course. I'm a good friend. Somebody told me that. They're like, you're a good friend. Yeah. Um, And I just... You know, I'm I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to be really supportive of whoever I'm with. Right. Because I can go out and run the world. Right. But I need someone who's going to replenish me with the love and companionship, whatever I express to them that I need in a relationship. Exactly. And that's where I gave and gave and gave with this. I knew. Fucking justification and lying to myself that it was coming. I'll just right. keep giving. It's coming. It's right. coming. Based on what they say, they do like to spend time with me. They did right. buy me a great Christmas present. Right. But overall, I was just bleeding out everything I could give and not getting the things that I needed back. And I feel like if this was the kind of relationship that I was talking about, where it was. Yeah, the the significant other spends a lot, but damn, they they love me. They they love being with me. I love spending time with them. You would never have the feeling that Jamie has exactly. right now. You would never have that exactly. feeling. Exactly. So the fact that he has that feeling means that not only is he being taken advantage of, but he's not being recompensated, recompensated. I don't know what word I'm trying to say, but he hasn't gotten that love back. He's not getting that back. Yeah. Because this other guy knows that it's a problem. They yeah. broke up over Yeah. It, and he's continuing to take advantage. Exactly. And you treat, you treat people how to test you. You <laughs> teach people how to treat you. Yes. I teach people how to treat me. Yes, you do. And the more I reinforce... You know, that this bad behavior is okay. It's okay to hurt me. It's okay to make me feel uncomfortable. It's okay to make me feel used. You're getting away with it. Yep. They're getting away with it. Yes. And it's because I'm 
scared and I doubt myself. Like I said before, maybe this is the best I can do. Maybe, right. You know, and a lot of it is like, well, I'm really fat. Maybe this is the best thing I can do. Right. Maybe this is, maybe he loves me, likes me, cares about me as much as anyone's going to. Right. And in the end, I get to the end of something like that, finally get out of it and just feel humiliated and so regretful. It's yeah. a perfect opportunity for me to pour every single detail, every single time over in my head, over and over, and then live through it again afterwards. For months. For months. Years. For, yeah, yeah, it was a good year. It was a little more than a year this last time. Yeah. So, Jamie, you're... Significant other shouldn't make you feel continually yucky. Absolutely. It's yucky if we can go back to the schoolyard with it and, you know, get out. Or if you want that, I mean, you could just get out. Yeah. But, and this is something I would do just because I love to torture myself. <laughs> so I'm not suggesting it, but there is that, you know, the thing, if you just really want it answered to say, I'm not going to give you any more money or right. just not to set it down like that. But when he asks, just say, I really can't. I right. can't. I can't. I love spending time with you. Yeah. If you want to spend time with me, I would love it. But I can't yeah. keep doing this. Well, just yeah. Just even just say, no, I can't. For this reason, I can't. I can't. And yep. if this guy sticks around, then that means something. Yep. And if this guy takes off, it that means, certainly means something to means something too, and you'll have an answer. Absolutely. So good luck. Good I hope luck. that you don't feel yucky for that much longer. Yeah, seriously. Feel good. You should feel good. The fact that you called or you wrote and asked the question means that you're really putting an effort out there to better yourself. And that's but great. But also, Jamie, can I borrow $40? <laughs> Okay, before we uh, before we uh, ask for any more money, let's uh, move on <laughs> to our next question. Uh, and this is from Lauren. Okay, yeah, well, I approve. Okay, you uh, asked me that. Like, <laughs> I know. Is it okay? I looked at you like, all right. Uh, so, so Lauren says, "Hello, Lori, Beth, and Clark. I've been at the same job for about ten years. I like it well enough, and it pays pretty decently. But I know it's not something I want to do much longer." The problem is I don't have much of a clue of where I want to go from here. I look around every so often to find a new job, but nothing I'm qualified for pays as much as I'm getting right now. Plus, there's the fact that I don't want to just take another job. I'm hoping to move into a career. I graduated high school, but wasn't lucky enough to get any higher education. I've thought about going back to school, but I have no clue what to go for. I'm almost 35, and I'm afraid that if I don't make a move soon, I'll be stuck. Thanks in advance for any advice. Peace and love to you both. Uh, and then there's a P.S. Okay. P.S. Completely unrelated, but I have to share something funny. I know Clark's name is Clark Crozer, but for some reason in my head, I keep accidentally calling him Chad Kroger, <laughs> the singer from Nickelback. Regardless, thank you for not being Chad Kroger. <laughs> and that's Lauren. That's so awesomely, randomly awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love I love that just the coincidence of it and then her little stab of hate at Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback. Thank Chad you for Kroger. not being Chad Kroger. <laughs> I read this question to my wife just because I thought it was funny. And she goes, if your name was Chad, I would never have married you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're a Chad out there and you want to dispute that right in. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so what, what's your name, Bubba? Uh, this is Lauren. Lauren, thank you very much for your question. Um, you graduated high school, so you got one up on me. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to suggest. You don't have to know what you want to do. Yeah. You have a job that pays well. She, you don't say that you hate your job or anything, does she? She says she knows it's something she doesn't want to do too much longer. Okay. But you didn't say, it drives me crazy. It rips right. my heart out. I feel sick every day. Right. You also say that you want to go back to school, but you don't know what for. Right. You don't have to know what for. Yeah, that's the best part of college. That's the best part of it is like... Take a course in anthropology. Yeah. Take a course in women's studies. Yeah. Take a course in mechanics. Yeah. If you've got the time to do that, and I'm not saying take them all at once. <laughs> right. I'm saying in conjunction with working. Right. You know, find a, a school where you can do that. Right. Find out what you like. Yeah. Find out. You know, I don't know if you said you want to quit, quit careers, switch <laughs> careers, but you don't know to what. The sky's the limit as yeah. far as what you can learn. Yeah. And honestly, it really is. It's the one of the, the best parts about college, at least when I went, was walking into it thinking, oh, I'm going to be a math major. And then midway through, I find out, oh, wait, I have dyslexia. Oops. And then I know, OK, well, now that I know I have dyslexia, now I can start actually going back to English because I know how to compensate for my dyslexia. Gotcha. So then all of a sudden, now I'm an English major and I walked out of college with a degree in English. Nice. Because, I, you know, that's just what happens when you go to college. You learn more stuff about yourself. The more classes you take, the more you learn, the more you learn about yourself. And you can kind of start funneling down into what you want to do, where you want to go. It's you like, know, I know you say you don't want to do this that much longer. Maybe you're bored. Maybe you're discouraged. But if you're taking a class at night online or in person now, I'm sure there's some colleges being college. -y. Sure, sure, sure. And you have something else to stimulate you. Yeah. That might be enough to like give you a boost. Right. You know, and then maybe you take another one and then you've, Find what find what gives you a spark. Yeah, it, it honestly it doesn't even have to be like you're going there to get a degree. Mm -hmm. Just go to take some classes. Go to a junior college. Go to oh, a yeah. community college. Find classes that interest you. You'll you'll find your spark if you go out and look. I agree. <laughs> Clark looked at me like, "What do you got to say about that?" <laughs> I think I agree. Right. I think Lauren. It's awesome that you even had the thought of, yeah. of going back to school and seeing what's what. And that's the deal is like, you know, people, you and I, we didn't go to college. You and I, Lauren, yeah. did yeah, as I he did. just rubbed my <laughs> nose in. But there is a lot of stuff that I'd probably be interested in. There's, you know, I don't know anything about syllabi. <laughs> I know it's not syllabuses. <laughs> But um, if it is, I ride the short syllabus, but um, which is probably a really offensive thing yeah, to say. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Don't forget, I'm a comedian and this is called bad advice, so you can't sue me for anything. But there's got to be a whole, you know, usually a whole big pamphlety book yeah. about what everything, you know, even if it's not 
college or junior college. Maybe it's the learning annex. Yeah. Like maybe it's whatever. Exactly. Do you like computers? Go just take a class to code. Yeah. Take a coding class. And you'll get to find out. Here's the worst thing that's going to happen. You're going to be around people that have similar interests to you and you'll find a couple of new friends. Right? Like, come on. What's or the worst that can happen? a sexy professor. Hey. And everyone a- will go, did she earn that A? <laughs> and either way, it'll be like, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. Well, Lauren, I hope that helps. Um, please uh, call us back or uh, write us back and let us know how's it going. And uh, if you do choose a new career, let us know what it is. Um, but now let's move on to, I don't know about LB, but certainly my favorite part of every show, which is the <laughs> rotating segment of the week. And this is a new one called LB Clears the Air. And now it's time for another segment of LB Clears the Air. Okay, so LB Clears the Air is a brand new segment that we've never done before uh, because we got actually a really good phone call. And uh, I thought I would start out the segment by playing the phone call. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Let's hear it. Lori Beth Denberg. I have a very controversial question for you. Okay, so it's not that controversial, but it's about you, and this is your podcast, so I thought, what better way to clear this rumor up than to go straight to the source? So there is a meme that's been going around for a few years now with your photo. I'm sure you've seen it. It's been shared all over Instagram, all over Facebook. It looks like it's a screenshot from something that you were hosting on Nickelodeon, and the caption says, that was a great episode of Rugrats. I kind of want to die, but Nickelodeon has me on Suicide Watch. Anyway, Doug is on next. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, was this really said? This could definitely not fly in today's times. Um, it's funny, yet at the same time, <laughs> kind of not. Uh, but I just thought you could shed some light on this. Um, and I also got to say, I loved your portrayal of Lydia Liza Gutman. (laughs) (laughs) That guy, I don't think he ever says his name. Oh, goodness. Well, he did say it was a controversial question. Yeah. Okay. So. Here we go. Yeah. First of all. Clear in the air. Well, thank you for your love for Lydia Liza Gutman from the Steve Harvey show. (laughs) Uh, I've I've spoken and written about this meme. When I say written, responded to to you know Twitters or right, whatever. Right. Oh, you could never get away with saying that now. Obviously, I didn't say it then. Yes. <laughs> that uh, picture is yeah. actually from a New Year's Eve. Oh wow! That I hosted with Mike Morona. Oh, my dearest love. Uh, in Orlando, right near the Slime Geyser, you know, whatever year it was, 90 whatever. Wow. Probably 90, 97, 98? No, that was, I was already toward the uh, Steve Harvey show. Then. Oh, okay. It would have been 90, 95, 96, something okay. like that. So, no, I did not say on Nickelodeon <laughs> that I wanted to die. <laughs> and that Nickelodeon has me on Suicide Watch. <laughs> Well, can I just, let me just throw something. I might something. have felt that way. Let me just say one thing. 
there's a reason why this meme is so funny to me because it does feel like it would be a joke that you would have told. Oh, yes. Back in those times. Absolutely something I would say. That would be 100% a joke that you would have told me at that age. Well, this is a joke I would tell you today. Yeah, it's true. You know, I just, (laughs) suicide is hilarious. No, but it's like, yeah, it's the dark humor, which is definitely me. You. But no, I did not say that on the air. (laughs) And I've spoken about, I think I talked about it on a Danny and Mike podcast. Okay. And somebody did put the meme up again. It comes up on the, you know, social medias. Mm -hmm. And they were like, did she really say this? And then other people are chiming in. No, she talked about it on Danny and Mike. And, (laughs) you know, and she said she didn't. And then they put the link up to that episode. Wow. This whole thing. And then one guy I remember was like, who is that? And they were like, what do you mean? Who is that? It's Lori Beth Denberg. And he was like, sorry, I didn't know. It was this whole stream, which made me laugh really hard. I, you know what shocks me really quick? And I know mm-hmm. this is going to be a little bit of an aside. Okay. But how do people have all of these random specials from 25 years ago that have never been released and they've never been replayed? And yeah, and they have this screenshot. And they have a screenshot or they have a clip from it. Like, how do these people have such obscure Nickelodeon content? It's the dark web. Man, it's unbelievable. I swear to God, there must have been somebody just recording 24 hours a day. <laughs> they just have a whole room full of VHS tapes. Yes. Anyway. Well, that's comforting and creepy. <laughs> just my poster on the wall. They kiss it every day. So for the record. Yes. I did do a New Year's Eve thing with Michael Morona. Right. I probably have said many times in my Nickelodeon years, that was a great episode of Rugrats and Doug is on next. But everything in the middle (laughs) is fake. And this is why you shouldn't and shan't trust things you read on the internet. Okay, can we go through just a couple more though? Okay, you have more to Well, I since we've brought up since the unnamed phone caller yes. brought it up, why don't we throw out a couple of other things okay. that people kind of say to you? Gotcha, gotcha. Are you Natalie from Facts of Life? <laughs> I am not Natalie from Facts of Life. Okay. Her name is Mindy Cohn. That's right. I would get asked a lot. Okay. Um, especially back when I was doing Nickelodeon. Not yeah. so much now at all. Right. But people would, and I don't expect people to know everything all the time, <laughs> but I would get asked if I was on Facts of Life. And it's Mindy Cohen, who we do look very similar. I don't yeah. know how similar we look now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, back in the day, there actually was that thing where it's like, who's your doppelganger? Put up a picture, your profile picture on Facebook. <laughs> and I put up Mindy Cohen nice. for Facts of Life. Nice. And everyone was like, she could be her twin. <laughs> she was also just very chipper personality-wise. She was very chipper. She was chubby. She had the bouncy hair. Yeah. You know, all this stuff. A lot stuff. of similarities. So I got a lot of people asking me, because they recognize you from somewhere yeah 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 and they don't quite know where and they go were you on facts of life yeah and i'd be like nope, nope that wasn't me but the funny thing to me at the time was facts of life was in the 80s yeah right yeah and this was the late 90s right so but was- you looked like mindy cohen from the 80s. Exactly. So it was like, yeah, if she was a time traveler yeah, from exactly. season one, 
that would be me. So that's that was always the weird thing to me. I'm like, when's the last time you watched Facts of Life? <laughs> but and Mindy Cohen's awesome. Yes, yeah, she is awesome. Yeah, but I am not Mindy Cohen from La- uh, Facts of Life. Okay, that's a good one. And then the other one that I do hear and that I read online sometimes is that somehow you were fe- like fed the answers to the figure it out questions. Oh. Yes, this is um, my favorite conspiracy of all time. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not really. Actually, my favorite conspiracy. We might have even talked about this on the show. Yeah. That there was a conspiracy that I was murdered and stabbed and like a whatever. What? No. Oh, yeah. No, it was just, I mean, it wasn't big. Oh. But it was like, she's dead. She got stabbed. Wow. And I was like. I am famous now. There is a death hoax about me. <laughs> this was 25 years ago. And That's I was crazy. like, that is awesome. Yeah. And, but no, this thing about figure it out. Yes. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't bother me. But if anything was going to bother me a little bit, it's this because I totally feel like we've talked about this before, but I will reiterate in case we have, and I will tell you for the first time in case we have it. There are super strict laws that govern how a game show is done. Right. And they were followed to a T. Right. The panel uh, were sequestered. We didn't know anything. And that was really, really, um, like, really, really enforced. That's interesting because when you think of game shows and being enforced by the old... uh... What was the the game show, the quiz show? Quiz that, show, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that was the that name was of the, the movie. movie. I forget what the name of the actual game show yeah, yeah, was called. Yeah. But anyway, you'd always think about re, like adult game shows, right? Yes. You think of Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. You don't think of Nickelodeon game shows. You're yeah. like, oh, well, they're just kids. I'm sure they don't have anybody yeah. caring whether they're following standards and practices well, no, or it's anything. Well, not the kids because the conspiracy no. is that Nickelodeon gave me the answer. So that's really good at the game. Right. I took it probably too seriously. Yeah. What is the Facebook uh, group called? Oh, it was a Facebook group. Facebook group called Lori Beth Denberg ruined my life. Yes. Based on the concept that I was so good at figuring it out, but then taking that a step cuckoo bananas further. Right. It was the concept was that I was given the answers by Nickelodeon so that I could guess it and then they wouldn't have to pay for the kid to have the grand prize. And then I would get a kickback. Oh, nice. So what's funny to me is, you know, a... That's so involved. Nickelodeon would never give you a kickback. Exactly. <laughs> That's the one part that doesn't hold up. Everything else rings true, but yeah. that, no way. Yeah, but then it's also like, they have a kajillion dollars. Yeah. The places that are giving them the vacations for the big prizes are paying for it. Yeah. You know, it's advertising. Like, there's so much. Not that I expect kids to know that. <laughs> yeah. You know, do some research into... <laughs> Into all of this. But so it's totally not true. Yeah. I was just really good at figuring it out. Yeah. And I didn't mean to ruin anyone's life. Yeah. But I was not sad to see a group named that. Yeah. That's, on Facebook. That's pretty I was awesome. Like, that's 
okay with me. I was so happy when I found out about that Facebook yes. group. Um, but okay, that's so great that we've, we've cleared the air. Yeah. We've, we, we've gone through the conspiracy theories. Well, what happened was I felt so bad about that conspiracy theory yeah. that I wanted to kill myself, but Nickelodeon <laughs> had me on suicide watch. Okay, good. That's the only reason I'm talking you, to you today. <laughs> well, that's so good. Thank you, Nickelodeon. <laughs> Always there for, uh, for their kids. Um, okay. <laughs> That was good. That was fun. Let's move on to our final question of the week. And it's another phone call question. And this is a deep one. Uh, this is Adam. Let's okay. say hi to Adam. He has uh, some pretty deep questions for you, Lori. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Hi, Lori Beth. Hi, Clark. Uh, my name is Adam. I'm uh, 31 years old. I'm calling from New York City. I'm sorry. My voice is a little shot. I'm having some pain in my throat. Um, I've been listening to your show every Wednesday. It's gotten me through some really tough days so far this year. And um, I have a kind of a serious question. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I recently met with a um, thoracic surgeon um, because I was having some chest pain. And um, well, I don't really know how else to say this, but I'm having my thymus gland removed from my chest on Wednesday. And um, it's because there's a tumor on my thymus. So he said, you might have lymphoma. <laughs> um, there's really no else, other way to say that, to be honest with you. I have a lot of pain in my throat and in my lymph nodes and my groin. Um, it's hard to breathe sometimes for the past few uh, weeks and months. So yeah, I'm scared. I'm a little nervous, and I'm trying to be strong. Um, I'm actually kind of nervous just making this call. <laughs> I haven't really spoken to many people about what's been going on right now because, yeah, um, I told my dad, and he cried. Now it's really hard to hear him cry like that. I haven't really heard my father cry much in my life, and we're very close. Um, Anyway, my question is, um, <laughs> uh, how do I deal with this uncertainty? I've got to wait till the surgery, which is June 2nd, and then theoretically five days later, I'll know the results of the of the um, the study. And I, I don't really know how to feel about it. I'm, I'm pretty nervous. I, I had a benign tumor removed from my stomach four years ago. And it was like a rare, really weird, weird, rare tumor too. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm just a little scared, and I don't know how to handle the uncertainty here. So uh, if this makes the show, I'll be listening. All right, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Well, the first thing I'm gonna say is that I'm impressed with your courage. Yeah. Because. I mean, just at the base of things, there's a lot of people who would have been too scared to go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you did that is really admirable. Yeah. And I'm really proud of you for knowing something was wrong and going to get it, you know, checked out, going right. to see what's the answer. Especially if he had already gone through. Uh, an event where he was getting a benign tumor removed. Exactly. Like you've already gone through it and you're still checking in for yeah. more. That is very That's good. That's really amazing. Yeah. And 
I'm so sorry you're going through this. I'm glad it sounds like you have your your dad or both your parents, I don't know, with you, yeah. supporting you. The diagnosis yeah. is going to be what it's going to be. Yes, it is. And there, you know, if you if you're familiar with 12 step, you know, sobriety stuff, you're going to hear a little bit of this now, but it's really got what I've got to work with. You know, you have no you're powerless. You have no control over what the biopsy of it is once it's taken out and any of that it's out of our hands. Yeah. And what you do in the middle of that is what you're asking. And that's such a great thing to ask yeah. because a lot of people would just lose their shit, yep. hide under the covers, go out binge drinking, go out, you know, fucking random people, yeah. go out doing anything to self-destruct or to just you know, do self-destructive things to distract themselves. Right. And that isn't a great way to spend five really important days of your life. Yeah. And the fact that you're thinking about that is really, really admirable. Yeah. So here's my best advice. And this is what, you know, sprang out to me is you take the next right action. In whatever I'm doing, it's like, what's the next right action? That could be something as small as like, I got to get up when my alarm goes off or this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. For you, it's going to be so easy. And I know for other people, I mean, I talked, I talked before in this show about my friend that has breast cancer, Yeah, had breast cancer and we're waiting. I happen to be with her. The the day she was diagnosed, when yeah. the doctor called at nine o'clock, and you know when a doctor calls at nine o'clock, it's not great news. That's nine absolutely at right. So it's it's funny that that just even came up yeah. this time. Yeah. So it would be really easy to just constantly torture yourself for these five days yeah. about worst case scenario. I'm going to die. I'm not going to live to see this. Right. I'm not going to, my parents are going to be ruined because I'm going to die. It's like, Hey, we don't know the answer. Right. 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 We don't know the answer. Right. And B, if it's going to be lymphoma, it's going to be lymphoma. Right. And then we deal with that. Right. We deal with that. That's why I'm a good I'm a good medical advocate. Yeah. Because I deal with what is. I make people laugh. Yeah. You know, with with my friend, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. You know, immediately it was, okay, here are options. Here's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. But it was also making jokes. It was also immediately like, oh, now we can play the cancer card to get a good table at a restaurant. Right. You know, shit we're never going to do. Right. But just to... Not drown in that complete fear anxiety. Yeah. Because. That's easy to do. It's very easy to do. And these are still five days of your life. Yeah. You're worried about, you know, am I going to die? I'm right. going to find out if I'm going to die. Right. Which we don't even know. Right. Based on their treatments, based on if it's. If right. There are stages of lymphoma. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. That's absolutely right. That's so you right. have these five days of your life. Yeah. So live them. Yes. And what by that, I mean, when I said, what's the next right action? 
you know, I'm not telling you, this isn't a live every day of your life as if it's your last. Right. Oh, bungee jumping. What's your bucket list? Right. It's just a matter of saying, I don't have to think about the next five days in totality. I don't have to think about the rest of my life mm-hmm. in totality. Right. What am I doing right now? Right. And if that is... I'm falling into disrepair. I am sinking down into this pit of my stomach fear Mm -hmm. and driving myself crazy. What are things you want to do? It sounds so stupid, so trite. Take a walk. Yeah. Put on your, you know, the stupidest movie you can think of. Yeah. Call a friend. Call a friend. Go fucking scream into your pillow. Go cry. You don't have to keep, uh, you know, fucking stiff upper lip and I'm going to be strong in this. Fuck no. Yeah. You want to cry? If you want to punch a hole in the wall, then that's what you're doing. Yeah. But it's don't torture yourself. And I know that's much easier said than done. Right. Don't torture yourself. Because you're scared you're not going to have many days left. And then you spend these five days only thinking about that. You know, like I said, it's all easier said than done. Of course. But if you can really look at what's in front of you. Yeah. And literally what's in front of you. Yeah. In your your room where you are. Right. Not what's in front of you potentially for the next whatever. Right. Um, Or you could say, oh, maybe I'll have chemo. I wonder what I would look like bald. (laughs) Shave your head. You know, have a laugh with it. Yeah. Because we don't know what news you're going to get after these five days. Right. You know, make sure you have everything you need. You know, your job now is to get ready for the surgery. Right. What do you need to do? Right. You know, they give, I mean, I just took my dad through surgery. They always give you this like special soap, like right. it's not even like soap. It's like this cleanser, you know, disinfectanty stuff like that you cover your whole body with. And mm. you especially watch the, my friend. This is a big, big, my best friend show. Oh, yeah. She, you know, years ago just shattered her leg. Oh, no. It was bad. And Oof. I went to go take care of her. I took her through two surgeries. Okay. So the first one, it was this kind of like almost iodine you know, stuff. And she was out of it. I mean, she was drugged up on pain meds. She was fucked up. Mm. And her leg had all these like, like sticks, not Ooh, sticks, but like something yeah. like to hold it in place, like sticking out. Yeah. It was pretty gnarly. I Ooh. have a cool picture of it somewhere. Ooh. But so then when we were getting ready the night before surgery, I was washing her, you know, like doing this cleanser all over her and then when i got to vagina town as uh, as out of it as she was she was like i got this <laughs> and i was like okay man i thought i was gonna get off the get a get the payoff here <laughs> but go to town and always because she was like i can't i got this <laughs> i got the vagina. instantly sobered up exactly yeah. get yourself ready for the surgery get everything you need for after the surgery yeah Get your favorite popsicles. I don't know why I always picture people eating popsicles <laughs> after surgery. My dad didn't. Yes, it's but, true. But um, that's what you got to do. That's what I want you to be able to do. That's yeah. what I would hope 
I'd be able to do is look at what's in front of me and not spin off into everything that could be awful, hurtful, sad, painful, whatever it is. And without that going on to the most, you know, to the best of your ability, that doesn't change how you feel if you're sad, angry, scared, you know, just whatever it is, then be that in the moment. But don't spend five days of your life yeah. being afraid of your life. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. Please, um, if you if you want to call us back and yeah. let us know how things went, let us know and- how you are. And if you happen to, and I know I'm very lucky in this situation, but if you happen to have a Lori Beth in your life that has like kind of a dark sense of humor, but is a real good friend, mm-hmm. give them a call. You need to talk to somebody. If your dad's too sad and he keeps crying every time you bring it up, you need to be able to talk to somebody about your fears, your concerns, everything. Try and find somebody that will be there for you and can, you know, chit chat and talk about it but yeah. isn't going to instantly start crying or think yeah. you're going to die because then you have to take care of someone else yeah, exactly and you're like can you take care of me i'm sad exactly get me some goddamn popsicles <laughs> <laughs> well i hope that helps adam i really do i i uh i would really love to hear back from you please yeah. give us a call back that's that's a great idea um, but that's about it for today. That okay. wraps up all of our questions. So thanks everybody for your questions. Yeah, this is amazing. I can't believe how personal we get uh, with some of our uh, callers. It's yeah. it's just fantastic. Um, if you have a question out there or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, you need to send it to us and let LB ease your burden. You have a good one, S- especially any big decisions you might be having. Send it to us at askloribeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at askloribeth. Or just leave us a message with your name and where you're from at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can find me at LBDenberg on Instagram.com, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter. Uh, there's the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook, which is different <laughs> from the Lori Beth Denberg ruined my life page, yes. which I don't think exists anymore. Join both. Oh, it doesn't exist. I don't think uh, it. I don't think it does. I wish it did. Damn. Somebody start a new one. Yeah, seriously. And hashtag one million hugs. Yep. Let's inundate that. Make that trend, yep. as the kids say. And you know, encourage your town to write a letter to me. And say, here's where we want you to set up shop to get hugs. Absolutely. And Father's Day is coming up. You can book me to uh, send a personalized video to your father uh, who might have loved all that or who might have been just burdened by having to watch it with his (laughs) shitty kids. And if he really had to suffer for the show, I think it'd be really funny to send him me. How as hilarious a is that? Yeah, yeah seriously. So, uh, you can book me for that at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. And I really, really want to say that I appreciate, I appreciate anyone that writes in. I appreciate a goofy question. I, re- you know, angry, whatever it is, but I'm really, really moved by you know, people like Adam and people who've written in before that really, really share themselves. And I know that, I know 
that that question, Adam, that you sent to us is going to help someone else. Yeah. Even if it's not something like, oh, you know, I have cancer, whatever it is. Right. That's going to help someone else. And that's part of the reason I'm so grateful for your questions. And I guess that was pretty deep to get after I, you know, threw out my Instagram name. (laughs) But, you know, it's important to say thank you so much, Kitty Cats. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye bye, little babies. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.